0: This is extraordinary. When we, when we ended last week, we were one Rashi and three verses away from completing the entire book of uh, Genesis of Brashit, 50 chapters with literally every single commentary of Rashi read. We only skipped portions of ones every once in a while that were pure math, <coughs> but we really did everything else. Raise your hand if you remember studying the Akedat Yitzhak, the Binding of Isaac, with me here. Who was part of it then? So those are th- those are intrepid students who've been with this class really off and on for eleven years, and Jessica and Sherry, and I, there might be someone else I'm not sure who's <coughs> on it for about nine years before. And now we're gonna do it because we want to study today. What We're gonna do is we're gonna study the Rashi at the same pace that we normally do. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, I I <laughs> um, I'm gonna recite the. I'm gonna recite the. Um, the we're gonna dedicate. I'm gonna recite the um, the siyum prayers. We're going to start studying Shmot and then we're going to celebrate. Mm-hmm. So, we have two dedications um, one for Rafua and one for, <clears throat> uh, for Zikaron.
1: So, uh, Sal? So, I just got a call this morning uh, about a long time a friend of us at Accidental Talmudist. Her name is Donna Smith. She was just admitted to the hospital this morning. Uh, I told her that this class was having its Siyum after all these years. And she actually, uh, she's a Gare and she just took on a new Hebrew name, her Hebrew name, this morning wow. to be dedicated in this class. And so please, God, and honor of this class, give a refuah shlema speedy and complete to Devorah Basara. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sal. Matt, will you say a few words? Okay, thanks. Um, my sister-in-law,
2: Donna's sister, uh, died last month at the age of 62. She was a, um, uh, a mainstay of her congregation. She's famous for her hospitality. Hundreds of people came to their house for Shabbat. She was also like a, a guide and a, uh, a, model, <coughs> a model for <coughs> were finding their ways back into uh, Judaism or practice, Jewish practice. And she was about to make Aliyah uh, to Israel, where her, her, her kids are, her, her son and grandchildren. But unfortunately. Uh, So she died, and uh, we buried her there in Yerushalayim uh, last month. And uh, if anyone is interested in uh, weird anthropological observations about burials in Yerushalayim, I can talk about it later. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really it's very different.
0: So for those who couldn't hear that, who are, who are li- watching, uh, one of our our, uh, our class members, uh, Matt, is dedicating some of the study to his sister-in-law. Remind me her name.
2: Oh, sorry. Uh, Leah
0: Leah B. Ubracha, who passed away really on the eve of her making aliyah, and she was a Sadeket, committed to haknasad uh, or and we say Yehizichra Baruch, and her, our learning today will be in her memory as well. Okay, so we are on chapter 50 of Breshid in the Maftir Aliyah. Uh, verse. I think we read verse 23 last week. Kaf Gimel. Yeah. But Dafka didn't do the Rashi because it's the last Rashi. Hi. And then we have a, um, a few more verses to do of, 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 uh, of Shemot. I can't tell if it would be which would be more anticlimactic to finish the last Rashi and then just learn three verses of Torah, <clears throat> or to finish the verse of Torah and finish our on Rashi's last comment, which only four. Words long, yeah. raise your hand if you want to have the Sium be on Ra- the last word of Rashi versus the last word of schmote raise your hand if you want it to be on Shmote. raise your hand if you don 't care <laughs> Rashi wins so're we 're going to reread verse cuff Gimel, verse twenty three we 're going to read through the next few verses. Um, and at our, again, at a normal pace, we'll study them and explore them as they need to be studied, but Rashi is quiet on them, and then we'll go back and read Rashi in verse 23. So Rashi, verse 23, Yosef, b'nei shileshim. Yosef saw to Ephraim, through Ephraim, the children of the third generation, and by the way, remember we discussed Shileshim last week, it was in, I forgot, it was in Parshat Yitro, um, so it's not a, it's not as uncommon as, as I thought that it really does mean the, the 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 children of the third generation. It's just an interesting construction. It, um, it looks like it's created from a, a pl verb, the Um but that's what it means. Gam b'nei machir b'min al berkei We don't know exactly how to translate the gam here. Some kind of an intensifier. Also, now we move over to. Menashe. So, y- Yosef had unnamed great-grandchildren through Ephraim. And we now have the, the specific way in which he had great-grandchildren through Manasha. The children of Machir, who was the son of Manasha, So, the children of Yosef's grandson, Machir. Yuldu, passive, were born. A strange phrase, and it's the phrase on which Rashi will give his last comment in the book of Genesis. Al upon near adjacent to, birke, the knees of Yosef. What else does birke mean? What's the, what else is the root, Bless. bracha? Right. So Bless. let let's leave that untreated for the moment. Right. Um, by the way, etymologically, we're not sure. It's probably the fact that the reason why bracha and Birkayim are the same thing. Is that when you bow for a blessing, you bow on your birkayim. The verb, for, for, if, if you're making your camel sit, it's, I think it's lahav, To to You ever see how a camel bends with its knee? To, to, to have it knee itself, right? So the way we prostrate ourselves in a bracha, in a blessing, is through birkayim. And that might be the etymological reason why blessing and knee is the same thing. And here, the pshat seems to be knee, even though we don't know what it means... But blessing is somehow built into the word. Okay, so we're not. We're going to go forward there because we dealt with that verse next week, uh, last week. Let's read the next verse of Torah. Suh Yosef. As loud as you can, so we can get over here.
3: Vayomer Yosef elohim VeElohim Yifkod Etchem Min Haaretz. Keep going. <laughs>
0: if this were Saturday Night Live in the '70s, I could do I could do the news for
3: the.
0: uh Yosef! <laughs> <laughs> okay, try to translate, Sue.
3: And God and Yo and and Yosef sent his brothers. Um, my, my mask. I. 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 Anochi met, I and Yosef to his brothers,
0: Anochi I met, I died. Right. So met is seems to be a present tense verb. It can also be the noun describing the one who has experienced that present tense verb. So probably Anochi met ought to be translated as I am dying. It can't be that I have died. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't that would, first of all that would be matti. Mm-hmm. that might have be turned into mati, right? I am dying. It could be, I am a dead one, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mate. A I'm mate a, is, is a deceased. I'm a goner. I'm a goner. Right? Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Does any one of the translations trans, that you have translated interestingly?
4: No. I am about to die. I'm
0: about to die. Okay, that's, that's, that's the goner mode.
1: <laughs> is a mate a corpse? I'm made as a corpse. Right, so it's like I am a corpse this is another way to think of I'm it. Like, I'm, like, I'm like a yeah. living
0: corpse. Mm-hmm. Everett Fox says, I am dying, which is as close to the shot of the word. It's a present tense verb that in some ways you can't really say it and have it make sense because dying happens in one micro moment. Right? So, you, so he can't actually be dying. It's got to be something approaching it. What do you guys?
5: Silverman's got it exactly right. And Joseph said to his brethren, I die. I die. Yeah. <laughs> right. And,
0: and like, and if a Shakespearean character said that, it would make sense. I die. Right? Like, like, um, hark. I die. Right? So, so it's fair. clearly announcing that it's coming, but it's not actually happening because he's
1: saying it. Okay? Maybe. If a soul is leaving its body and they're having a very powerful shared death experience, it can actually be happening.
0: Uh-huh. Right. Except that he does continue to
6: talk that, in, in, as a person. Okay? That's the anticlimax. Uh, who's got a hand? Alan, as loud as he can.
7: Yes. It says, Anohi, which is most unusual. Normally would be Ani. Right. Anokhi, like we did in Yetro Yitro, talking about God giving the Ten Commandments. Perhaps the extra hop is in there is like kid, as if I'm about to die. Yes. I'm like a dead person. <laughs> Wonderful.
0: If everyone writes right, the an, anochi is a larger, more formal version of I. Plenty of, of medieval and Hasidic commentaries on why the Ten Commandments begin with Anochi and not Ani. Um I think I just <laughs> gave a Josh in that summer, but I forgot where it was. Oh, and Rabbi Shatz's installation. Um and and what, what uh uh, Alan is adding wonderfully. The difference between anochi and ani is the chaf. The chaf, which means as if, you know, on, uh, sort of, right? Uh, what it's like? Kinnega is what you say when you're when you're announcing that you may have tzara'at. You I, I have something like a a a, a blemish on me. Okay. Um, keep translating velohim.
3: Velohim, God will will yeah. we'll, we'll track after you we'll, we'll, I don't know what the code so True. pakod is
0: one of those pluripotent roots that means lots of different things like nasa can mean to carry and to bear and to tolerate and to forgive
3: like tic, 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 tic,
0: like so a pakid in modern Hebrew does that leaf code means to count um, you have that in uh, unatana tokef and it also means to remember. Varanai when, Sarah. When when God is pocating Sarah before Yitzchak um, Yitzhak is born, God is remembering the promise. We could go back etymologically and wonder why remembering and counting is related to one another. The doubling here is that wonderful verily, right? God will verily pakode you. So it could be either. God will, will continue to count you, think of you this notion of God. You know, counting the stars in the sky and giving them each names, right? And remember that, by the way, when we get to the first line of Sh'mot, or God will remember you, Matt.
2: Alter says it renders it as surely God will surely single you out.
0: Single you out—that's so interesting.
2: Stretch, yeah.
0: yeah. Everett Fox: God will take account, comma yes, comma account of you. That's actually wonderful because it takes because yeah. the taking account in English yeah. combines counting and remembering. noticing. Yeah. it's wonderful. Well done, Everett. Well done. <laughs> if you're watching, Everett Fox, we approve of your translation. <laughs> okay. So God will verily take account of you, remember you. Etchem is the plural you. And and, and what in what way? Yosef continues in this prophecy. Good. Good. Already Aliyah is built into the notion of leaving Egypt, right? The verb is not Vehotse, right? But Vehela, okay? And to the land that was sworn to what Right. So, what's, what, well, let me ask it as a question rather than What? What? What do you find now that we understand the, the words mean? What do you find evocative or interesting about this verse? What, what, what might Rashi have picked up on had Rashi not gotten bored of the end of Breshi? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is interesting, or is there something interesting, about upon Yosef's death, yeah. after having reconciled with his brothers, this prophecy, this particular prophecy of God will remember you and take you out of here. Marshall? Is it
3: Yosef's death
6: or Yosef's death? Yosef's
0: death. Yaakov died, was buried in Gor- after that celebration, Goran HaTad. Yes? Well,
6: I think the fact you made reference to the Pachon Yukodet Chem, and it, at the end of it says, to reference to Abraham. So you have the tying together, the beginning of the Jewish people, and here are another transition point.
0: Good. So one way of understanding what's interesting about this verse is that if Breshit begins twice, right? Breshit, Faral, O'Kimat, Aretz, and Right, the story of the people of Breshit because of Abraham, the story of the world against Breshit. We are ending Breshit by invoking Abraham. What else is interesting, Yonatan? Maybe um, <coughs> So reference back to Paro uh, himself saying, lest they will la'lot min And here it is,
2: the prophecy fulfilled itself
0: and in, in uh, the Israelites of leaving Egypt. Right, so, re- so not referencing back, but referencing forward to what Pharaoh's going uh, to be con- concerned about. And I would add to that, again, it's very hard for us to read the story without f- forgetting what we know about the story. Right now, how are things for Yosef and his family in Egypt?
8: Good.
0: Wonderful. They're in paradise. They've left Canaan that has no resources. Their brother is the vice chancellor. They even have permission to leave, to bury their loved ones up in Canaan. They're, they're living in one of the greatest exiles that we know of. And somehow the the, the 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 book or the character Yosef or God or some combination of them puts right in at the very end of Reishit, this is temporary. This exile is meant, however good it is, is temporary. God will remember you and take you out, as if they're saying, "Oh, it's so bad here; it's so good here." And God will remember you and take you out because this is not where you were meant to be.
8: So, in some senses, Yosef is kind of the quintessential um, Zionist because here he's lived his pretty much his entire life in Egypt, has reached a very high stature in <coughs> Egypt, and yet, take, when I die, take me back to the motherland.
0: Hmm. Right. I'm. 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 Uh... I'm unmoored from where I'm supposed to be, no matter how ple- pleasant this is. Larry and then Barry. Larry, Barry.
5: So I could be wrong. You could tell me that I'm wrong in Shemot. But we don't talk about Alita Minha Mi Mitzrayim. We talk about itsiat Mi Mitzrayim. And here we're using the, the Aliyah yeah. sense of going up. I don't see any commentaries about that. So my commentary is... Yeah. Yosef wasn't foreseeing the forty years; he thought we were going to go directly up to the uh, land. Aliyah. So, the, so, and had we done so, we'd be celebrating Pesach as mm-hmm. Aliyah uh, Mitzrayim, and not Aliyah mitzrayim. mitzrayim. and not, and not, and not yeah. Right.
0: So colloquially, we think of Exodus. First of all, the word Exodus means leaving, not ascending. But we think of it as Yitzya Mitzrayim. The verbs that God will use in I think the chapter 5 or 6 of Shmote, the four verbs that become the, four, the base of the four cups of wine, even though there were five verbs, behodseti, begalti, the, the, the hitzalti, then <laughs> another one. None of them is the, the uh, eleti, right? So none of the verbs that God uses discusses aliyah, but Yosef uses aliyah. So you're saying that Yosef just predicted straight straight shot. Didn't foresee it. Barry and then Toba, and then Alexandra.
7: So the, the a lead in Yosef uh, is the, the, the last of the Sephero structure yeah, So uh, the, the end of prophecy for the moment ends with him and his finger is pointing to the future hmm. and uh, as you commented already that uh, this good life that we live <coughs> now is temporary Yeah. and what's before us we don't know but what's before <coughs> us is uh, uh, to, to go up to what's been promised to us. Right. But uh, it, this good life is
0: temporary. And the way the story has unfolded is that all of Yosef's prophecies, even his intemperate and, and and probably the ones that were not properly shared with the people listening, came true, right? So the Torah, the brash is also ending with yet another prophecy from someone who... Um, what, what's, there's a great line in, in Andrew Lloyd Webber, about Yosef um, saying he's never been wrong. Oh, it's just God. that I have not been wrong before. Right? <laughs> so that, that um, narcissism, accurate narcissism of Yosef, <laughs> that he's correct, but he's boasting he's correct. So we can feel confident about this prophecy. Tova, then Alexander.
4: Well, as it turns out, building nicely on very, you could also see it as Yosef either prophetically or consciously saying, yes, we have it incredibly good here, but what is really going to elevate us wonderful in a moral sense great. is going to be the return to our land
0: great wherever we are we're, in, we're we're in Ma'amakim, and there's an Aliyah to come wonderful Alexandra then Barrett.
3: I'm rethinking this I don't think it's accurate anymore but it's at first it seemed to me that he was um, continuing the speaking nicely to them and talking to their hearts and that I was wondering like are they are they afraid mm. that he's leaving them mm. That I'm not
0: here to take care of you, but God will, eventually. Hmm. Hmm. Great. Great. Bered?
3: Uh, <clears throat> I'd like to talk for one moment about the Vehela that can be understood going north geographically, not necessarily by going up, from Egypt going up not necessarily in the sense of Aliyah. And when we talk about Aliyah in other times we're going to Israel going up in the madregot on the levels of Dusha.
0: Yes. Yes, right. That it it it, it may be up geographically, mm-hmm. cartographically or as Toph is also saying, whatever is we're experiencing here there there is a Aliyah from this. From Um, Yonatan, can you see if you can reconnect the Zoom on Rabbi Shatz's computer? Something happened there. Matt and Leonard?
2: Uh, Just a question uh, to understand the the picture of this. He's speaking to his brothers, but he's 110 years old, and he's by far
4: not the oldest brother. Yeah. Yeah, That's
2: a good point. Are they all? It doesn't say all his brothers. Right. So some of them
6: must have been he of them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> right by the next verse which we're about to get to it's a more generic the children of Israel which may mean the actual children of Yaakov or the tribe but you're right in this verse there there's more than one living brother mm-hmm. there's more than one living brother correct yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like the
6: the next generation right yeah it's one
0: Leonard,
6: and
7: then I want to read the next verse. Okay, so um, here we have the Pakod <laughs> And in Shemot, notice I brought the next book in. Yes. <laughs> in uh, Shemot, in Arshad Shemot, uh 316, it says, I'm abbreviating it slightly here, but it
6: says, V'amarta Alehem adonai more pakod pakadati et Aha. Same words exactly. Very
1: good. Uh, okay. Very good.
0: So not the Aliyah, but 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 but, but God will um
6: Surely
0: will verily remember you, or verily take account of you. Great,
9: Rick. It's in the next sentence
0: too. It's the, right. So let's so let's get, get to the next text. sentence. <laughs> okay, um, read it. Matt, do you want to read it, Rick?
9: Me, sure.
0: So we're now we're on chapter fifty, verse twenty-five, the penultimate verse
9: of the book. By Ashba, you say.
0: Israel, oh, but pause. I want. I'm sorry. If you go back to the uh, the of the verse we read, as we're trying to figure out which use of pakod is the one that's intended. So, look at the uncleless in 24. But Yosef Lahohi Joseph said to his brothers, I am dying. Midkar yatchon." In Aramaic, the Dalid is a Hebrew Zion, so Midkar is Mizacher Zachor. So Uncalus read Pakod specifically as remember, not not, not a not an accounting, not, like, And I'm certain that when that verse Pakod is used in Sefer Bamidbar about a about a census, Uncalus will translate the verb in a, in a different way. Right? So he's he's making a choice that this is remembrance, not counting. Sorry. Keep reading. 25.
9: Start over if you're reading.
0: Well, okay. start over.
9: Vayashba. Vayashba, Yoseh, and Yisrael, and more. Bakod, Yivkod, Elohim, Echem, Vehalitem, Et Atz-Motai, Mizeh. So translate. Uh, and Joseph, the English is adjourned. So he made them swear. Right. right? It,
0: it's, the, it's the causative. <clears throat> it's kind of like the he feel of the root <laughs> shin bet ayin, meaning to swear. So he, I guess he adjured them, right? He, he, he forced them to take an, um, an oath. He forced them to promise.
9: Okay. Uh, specifically, the children of Israel saying the same thing before. Right. Uh, but um, Elohim. What,
0: what, what's, what is he asking them to promise to do? Take
9: his bones? Uh, take his bones, yes. Right.
0: It seems that and. he adjured them. Given, I, I, the way I would translate it if it was loosely, is given the fact that God will indeed remember you in t- <clears> the <throat> future, at that moment, this is where I, this, the oath begins, you, not God, you better take my bones out of here. God will manage the entire, like the macro process... Don't forget my bones here with another use of the word aliyah, right? My, my, my bones will need to take a, get an aliyah from here. Just like, we, just like we just did for Dad in the beginning of the chapter. <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. Questions on that, on that verse?
9: Well, the, just if I could continue. The order of uh, the words are different, though, than the sentence before. Here it's pakot, yifkot, and then Elohim. Before we had Elohim first a fancier trope,
0: and then pakod is a fancy trope, and then you put it in. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, right. So the, uh, in our previous verse, the, the subject came before the verb, Elohim pakod yivkod, and here it's actually the more common pakod yivkod Elohim, the subject following the verb. Anything else on the verse that's interesting,
5: Larry? Well, the parallel with 24, so in, in verse 24, He's saying that God will remember them and bring them up. And in verse 25, you could interpret it as saying, and God will remember, when God remembers you, he's remembering me and bringing me, my bones, right. up at the same time. Right. Right. Except, except for the verb
0: baha'alitem, which right. is you plural. Right. In other words, the, the 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 oath is attached to what he's asking them to do, and the asking them to do is the vahat ten You bring them up. Right. Is that does that contradict what you're saying or no? No,
5: no, because he's still going to be brought up, <clears throat> not by God directly, but by them. Okay. But he's being brought up by God's act, action. and and I'm struck by the fact that it's exactly. Right, coming to come the trouble is different. Right, yeah, the verbs are the same. The, the verbs are
0: exactly the same. Correct.
7: Because in the first time, it's, it's a prophetic statement. The second time, it's a causative um, connection.
0: It, it's just an interesting parallel. You, you could actually map it out, right? So, <clears throat> God will verily remember. God will verily remember. God will bring you up. Right. You bring me up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Stevie?
7: Yeah, I mean, just compared to the verse in Mishalach, uh, right? The word "utchem" is missing, even though it seems to be an otherwise verbatim quote. Um,
0: say, say more. Yeah.
7: That, that, in, that in in Parsha when yeah. Moses does grab the bones, mm-hmm. right? It says, "He hashpeh hashpia neisraeli more akodiv kodel heimutchem veli chemet azum zavi <laughs> zayutchem." <laughs> So I guess it's really a comment on that verse that has this central. You mean
0: when the Torah remembers this oath, yeah. right? Right. There's um,
7: right. Take the bones up with you.
0: Right. Um. Right. Um, Tova and then Stuart.
4: Uh, I, I think there's an interesting completion in that he is uh, having the descendants of his brothers, effectively, so <coughs> that they will bring him back to the land that brothers. Sent
0: him right, nice... right. God will bring all of you up. You, you, you sent me here. <laughs> you bring me up from here. Wonderful, Toba. That's great. That's great, Stuart Marshall. Then I want to, and then I want to point out the word that I think is the most interesting word in the verse that we haven't discussed yet. Yes.
9: Okay. And I'm trying to incorporate Toba's comment into this because that's that's really very interesting. But I'm trying to figure out um, what exactly is the nature of God's promise. To, to remember these brothers? Because in verse 24, um, it appears to be a declarative uh, statement that God will remember them, the Nasrael, and bring them up out of the land. And in verse 25, it seems to somehow, it's repeated, which is odd, but then it is, um, it is, it's somehow. Um, there, the, the, there is some nature of causation that wasn't there the, 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 the first time. Why doesn't it just say, at least in the English, um, and Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel um, that you should carry them up, it, it, carry my bones out of the land. Why doesn't it just say that? Because that's that's what makes sense. Right. Right. So um,
0: the way Everett Fox resolves that, because he's sensitive to the same problem, he 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 adds in and a when suggesting that the repetition of the God taking account of you is the moment when this oath will have to be uh, acted upon. So the way Everett Fox translates the verse is, Yosef had the sons of Israel swear, that's how he deals with the cause of it, he had them swear, saying, colon, when God takes account, yes, account of you, when, bring my bones up from here. So uh, I've just prophesied that this exile, which you don't think of as an exile yet, will eventually end. And when it ends, I'm making you swear that your descendants bring me up. So I don't know if that answers that, but that's, that, that's how he resolves what, what, what the repetition in those two verses. Uh, Marshall, Sal. Well, we,
6: from the beginning of this story about Yosef, we have a story of separation from his brothers. And it seems to me that if you take these two verses here, using Alter's understanding of Hakogib Code as to single out, I think what we're talking about here is a sense of reconciliation and don't leave me behind. In the first verse, God will surely single you out here. Joseph is speaking to his brothers mm-hmm. and take you up from this land. I didn't say me, but take <clears throat> you up from this land, the land He promised to Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then, and Joseph made the sons of Israel. Say, Swear saying, when God indeed singles you out, you shall take up my bones from this place. I've been separated from you for too long. Mm. I don't want to be left behind. Mm. So make sure that I remain with you.
0: Mm. So a uh, uh, a a book that seemed to end with lots of fractures. There there, there there's a there's a, there's unification happening here, Sal. And then my and then my favorite word of the verse.
1: Well, like you say, we're so familiar with the the continuation in the next book that. We're just running past an assumption that we've made. I mean, there's already a precedent when Jacob died in Egypt that they brought him out. Why isn't Joseph being buried in Israel now? Why is it a given that he's going to remain here? That's great. So perhaps, okay, he's such an important personage in Egypt. He saved Egypt from famine. They can't just take a national hero And relocate him out of there. Right. But then that. I'm going
0: to interrupt you for one second, then you're going to continue. And notice what the last word of the book of Rashid is. Exactly. Which we're about to read, right? So the the last word of the book of Rashid indicates where they are, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't thought about it. And
1: like where Yosef could have been was where his father was. Great, keep going. And, and likewise, we just take it as a given that they're going to stay there for several hundred years. But they went to Egypt because of a famine. Right. Famine's long gone. Right. There's no reason for them to be in Egypt when they could be in a land that was promised to their great-grandfather and their right. grandfather and their father. Right. Uh, so when we talk about God will surely remember you, it's because you need remembering. Right. Because you have forgotten. You've already forgotten right. You know where you're supposed to be. And now conditions are going to gradually match your Depressed spiritual state.
0: We never like blaming the victim, and there's a mild critique here, maybe, of how comfortable they've gotten.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, my, uh,
0: my 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 cousin, whose name I mentioned here and there in the community, Doctor Israel Eldad, who was um, Menachem Begin's closest friend in Poland. They escaped uh, Poland together. They played they played chess. Uh, on, the, in the, on, like, on the backs of tra- tra- trains as they made their way from Poland to Palestine. He was in the Lehi uh, before the war um, and then was a professor for many, many years in Israel. A, a staunch, staunch, staunch right-wing Zionist um, and a huge believer in Jewish nationhood. And he had a great series of lectures, and it's, it's, it's calendar appropriate right now, on Purim and why it was very hard for him to celebrate the holiday of Purim. <laughs> because he thought of Purim, and he understood this was anachronism, as, as kind of a, 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 a pro-diaspora, a, a pro, um, anti-Zionist holiday. Why? Because historically, the, the, it's, it's happening at a time when the, um, Cyrus the Great, the, the uh, Persian um, king, had already defeated the Babylonians. The, is, the exile in Babylonia could have, could have ended. Some of it did. They went back to the Palestine, and some Jews stayed and became Persian, right? They stayed and they named their children after Persian gods, right? Mordechai is probably from Marduk. Esther is probably from Ashtarti. Um, they participated in um, you know, uh, n- non-Jewish beauty <coughs> pageants to see who could sleep with the king. Um, and they got into trouble in a diaspora community when, according to my cousin,
1: they could have been in, back in Palestine. Contemporaneous with, es- with Ezra? Yeah,
0: right. they, they could have been there. So he, he he would read the Megillah and shout at them, what, do you, what, what are you doing there? What are you doing in Shushan? How, how do you want me to celebrate your miraculous redemption when you shouldn't have been in a situation where you could have been victimized? Right. That's a very easy, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very harif um, Interpretation, But what's, what's happening more mildly here is the book is ending with the book kind of saying about to the characters, you're in Egypt. Joseph is buried in Egypt. Famine over. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Buried.
7: So, we, we, we had discussed this, that on the funeral for Yaakov, uh, the Egyptian army was in back of us as we went there. And then returned, they were Great. back of us. Great, correct. And the children <laughs> didn't go. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, so kind of we sealing were, us in. We, we were prisoners. We yeah. weren't free to leave yet. Mm-hmm.
0: By the way, my cousin thought the same thing about all of us.
3: <clears throat> no doubt.
0: Right? Like what? 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 He would say, I "Mean like he loved. He loved my. He loves us. My family would say What, what are you doing? Like I understand what you were doing in the nineteen twenties, thirties, tens, eighteen, eighties. You couldn't really. But what are you doing? You you, 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 There's nothing stopping you from ending your diaspora. But right?
7: it's too good.
0: It's very right, it's comfortable here. <laughs> right. And we've created sanctity here. Matt. Matt, and then we're going to read the last verse of Rashi. Oh, yeah. Well, in Egypt, they have
2: the Nile all the time. <laughs> so, but if you go back, the famine is over, ourselves, says said. Yes, but there can always be another famine in Palestine. But there's always going to be water in the Nile.
0: Mm. Yeah. But they, that's because they haven't really explored the Golan Heights yet. And, you know, the Banyas runs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I
3: the block, 915. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, okay. The sentence of Rashi okay. The, uh,
0: the last verse. The last yeah. verse of Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Carol. Right, and a very, 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 very precise Torah reading of it would would and a, and a tikkun would show this. This does not that the kamats under the mem is a kamatz katan, because the stress is on the Yud, so it's vayamot. It's vayamot, Yosef. Ben mea esher shanim ve'achan vayisim ba'aron b'mitzrayim. See if you can translate. He had already said animate but now the text says what? He died. He died, he died yeah, and? and? He was
3: uh, 110
0: years old. Right.
3: They embalmed him.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's an astounding last verse of the story. Of this story. Like, like, it's, it's like they entombed Yosef and, and, and all of B'nai Yisrael in Mitzrayim. Yes. It, it, like, and, and when we lay it, in Shul, it goes right into Chazak, Chazak, and then, and then the Maftir Aliyah. Right. So we never linger on it. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they buried him and entombed him Whew. as an Egyptian in Egypt, yeah. and the doors closed.
2: Note know here that 110
0: years is actually
2: the, um, the Egyptian ideal for long life. Yes. As opposed to our
0: version of 110 Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. I did not know that. Uh, and like be- because of this is understood or, or no, reverse? He, uh, he implies that this, this yes. is the last Egyptian
2: touch since this is the ideal Egyptian lifespan mm-hmm. as against
1: 120
2: in the Hebrew
0: tradition. Got it. Um, well, I'll take one or two comments on the verse. And then we'll go back to the Rashi. Any comments on the verse? No
2: comment. Moving
0: on. Yosef dies. <laughs> 110 years they embalmed him. They, they 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 sealed him in a coffin in Egypt. Okay, Rick, I want to
9: know what the word was that yeah. you want to Oh.
0: <laughs> Mize. Oh, yeah. Right? And and you will bring up my bones out of this. Out of this. It's such an interesting this. Yeah. This is nothing. Like it's so it's so um Non-specific doesn't seem mi po mi con mi mi zeh from this like I I I hear it as a as a sneer take me out of all of this mm-hmm. I don't know it could have just been ze could just be in this place but it's a it, it's an interesting ze it's because ze because ze is such an uninteresting word it's an interesting ze
5: minor comment <laughs> yeah I'll bet all of your com- translations say that he was put into a coffin yeah. Or a or whatever,
0: right? But it's not. It's ba. The Aaron. the, yeah, good. It, right, but it's it's a it's a definite article in.
5: Ches
0: Cheskuni Hez- is the credit Cheskuni credit for that. So, Habe pekamatz lamercha ki bechayav lo. Right, they 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 had already uh, picked out and prepared his coffin for him. Right, so it, it was a specified in the coffin that they had chosen.
5: So the coffin's obviously a sarcophagus, right? Yeah. And the sarcophagus is going into a particular very spot. He's already been correct. He bought been, his plot. He's, and he's part of Egyptian, like Saul was saying before. Yeah. He's already part of. He, he's, that part of him is Egyptian. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And because so much the first twenty chapters, first twelve or fourteen chapters, the book of Shemot, will be about what. What happens in the quagmire that the Israelites got themselves into in Mitzrayim and how they left it, it's just wonderful that the last word of Rashi could have been Elohim, it could have been, you know, Kamoa Avra who knows what it could have been. It's Mitzrayim. Okay, let's go back and read the last Rashi. Just, uh, just going back to what
7: Larry said, metaphorically it could be, and he was put in the coffin
0: Known as Mitzrayim, Whoa. Ba'aron oh. Mitzrayim. Oh. Oh.
5: That's
0: it. Right. If you if if you you see the trap on Ba'aron, it's tipcha. Yeah. Right. Um. So, it's it's so Ba'aron two word phrase. They placed him in a coff in the coffin Mitzrayim. It could have been Vaisem Tippcha. Right.
5: The
0: Sometimes the tipcha and the Mercha are switched, right. and they placed him, comma Ba'aron Mitzrayim. The coffin. Oh. Back to Rashi on the on on verse twenty three. This wonderful odd phrase. How, what does it mean that when we're being told that Yo, that Joseph met saw his great grandchildren, that at least the children of the grand, son of manasseh were born on his knees? Before we read the Rashi. Look back to chapter 30, look back to chapter 30, verse 3, chapter 30, verse 3, L- L- Lamed Gimel on page Nun Chet in our books, we had 30, 30, 30
4: verse three. what, Thirty verse three.
0: We were both chapter
4: three on that.
0: good, good, okay, <laughs> so, way, 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 way back to Vayetse. Yeah. Oh, we're going to finish. Yaakov. Yaakov is angry. Is angry that Rachel cannot produce child. By Yichar Yaakov his his rage inflamed on Rachel. By Yomer, and he said, Atachat Elohim Anochi. Am I in place of God? Meaning, can I? If if, if you can't um, get pregnant, is, am I? Do I have divine power such that I can make it happen? Asher manami mech that I have held back from you the fruit of your womb. Vatomer and Rachel said, nay, behold, amati Vilha. Look at Bilha. Bo eleha, come in to her. Be intimate with her. Vateled albirkai, and she will give birth upon my knees." So what does al-birkai mean here?
4: means that she'll, I mean, I'd always assume that literally she would sit in the lap uh, you know, so that she'd be elevated and, and in giving birth that way that was like Raḥel was giving birth.
0: Right, so it could mean both of those things, things simultaneously. Let, let, let this child be born, like it can't be born from my womb, but it can be born with my knees right there, okay. but I'm getting credit for it. Mm-hmm. It will be accounted <clears throat> to me. Okay, and because ve'ibane gamanochi mimena, and therefore I will be built through her. So here, uh, I, will be, have a
2: son
0: her. I will be bend. Yeah, no, you what I mean. Yeah. So I always understood it as I will, I will be built, built up. You think as I
2: will?
0: I think it's the same thing. It's both, yeah. So, right. So he say, So here she's saying, the, the the child being born on my berech means that I'll be right there and it'll somehow accrue to me back here Pshat, they were born albir ke Yosef like it it somehow doesn't mean that he was the midwife right um, or the midhusband. it somehow could suggest that they were born in a way that y- Yosef line continued remember how he claimed Ephraim of Menasha, right like, Jacob like did. Jake right so that, that the, these are the, these are claimed you know, children in the lineage. Joel, Rachel? I
9: just, for anybody who's
7: seen The Handmaid's Tale, yeah. it, it's the same sort of thing where, the, where, the, where, the, where the, a lot of the women are infertile, so they have handmaids to give birth for, for them. And in order for the matriarch to feel like she's actually giving birth, the handmaid will sit in her lap as she's giving birth, mm-hmm. so, the, so the matriarch can feel like she's actually doing it.
9: Uh-huh. Mm,
0: well... Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Rachel? I was thinking of the legal and social
8: status that when, when Rachel says, take Bilhah, and this will be as my child, that those children would have the status of being born from a wife, not a concubine. Right. And... That Yosef, in his exalted position in Egypt, to
3: claim
8: um, these children is to give them more social
0: status than had he not said it. Hmm. Great. And now Rashi says something totally different. All right, so Rashi's last comment on Yosef basically is not is quoting someone else, but changes how we understand the verse. So who, uh, who was just reading? Carol, Albir, K Yosef. You get you get the honor. Everyone see where we are? Yeah.
5: Okay.
2: They grew
6: up or
0: them. Them. probably it's probably he pointed as gidlan, Hu Gidel Otam. He raised them between his knees and his
3: blessings.
0: Right. So wh- what do we think Unculus meant by that? And now what do we think that Rashi is you know, what, what's Rashi's sermon by saying the way the best way to understand this verse is
1: um is the way uh, uh, uncle is did. Go ahead. It's like that Pirkei Avos, you know, all my life I've lived at the feet of the sages. So these kids grew up around Joseph and absorbed his teaching and values directly.
0: Right. In the verse itself, it seems to be about their birth. Rashi says, don't perseverate on their birth. Perseverate on what's happened post-birth. Barry and then Rick. What, was that? Perseverate?
4: what? perseverate? Perseverate? perseverate. Yeah.
0: Okay. To money. to like Good to like uh, overly focus on a specific thing. It's to perseverate. Okay. Yeah.
7: So, so what Rashi is saying in in in, in on this, uh, is uh and I will rear them. That's what on- Onkelos is saying. I, I will rear
0: them. Right, and and he did rear them. So it's not just that. Right. The pshat seems to see. At the very end of his life, he was blessed. He got to see the face of his great-grandchildren. <laughs> Rashi's saying that what Uncle is saying is no. He, he got to continue to raise Josephi's bring into the clan that generation. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they played and grew up around, around his feet, around his knees, right? That somehow, that, that, so then we have to ask the question, what, it, what does it say? That this is Rashi's last commentary in the Book of Genesis. What what's if if this were his final sermonette, and it's only four words? That's not even his words. It's Uncles words. What's he saying? What's he saying? We know what he's saying, but what is he saying? Rick, the Uncles
9: that I see is Rabbi saying? Is that right?
0: Yeah, which is underst- It's a it's a rare. Like
9: Rab, like Rabbi Right.
0: Or he, so, he sort of re- he sort of re- reared them spiritually. Yes. Diane? So,
8: back in chapter 48, verse 12, <laughs> this is when Yosef, in fact, adopts Ephraim, the Manasseh. Right. Right? So, they, right? so it's the same image. Right, mm-hmm. right. So he's like adopting them.
0: He's adopting them. They're close to him. He, they're between his knees so there is there is kind of an image of of birth. Uh, I, we don't have to perseverate on it, but the exodus from Egypt is also a birthing moment, right? So so we're 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 hearing about the birth of the next generation between Yosef's um, knees, as it were, as as a as a being born into a family, and the way that the Israelites will leave Egypt is being born through this the split Red Sea, which is also very a birth, a birth image, right? So it's another precursor to the its Yitzhiat the trial that's going to happen from the slavery that we don't even know about yet. Rachel and then Barry. Quick, quick, I want to finish up. It's like anyone else is weird that Yosef is giving birth
8: and not his wife. I, it's spiritual. When, with Rahel and Bilhah, it's still, it's
0: women who give birth. This well, he's not giving birth. The kids were born. On, on his knees. Re- rearing, right? rearing, rearing, and And That's so e- either, it's, yeah. either it's basic yeah. intimacy, he was there, he claims them, or as Rashi says, he's rearing them, which I, I read. Like, I, I read Rashi's sermonette here. I don't know if I'm right, right? It could just be that Rashi didn't think anything about it. He was going along, and then he went to Shmo chapter 1, verse 1. Yeah. Or, one second, Barry, or R- R- Rashi knows that he's finishing a book, mm-hmm. right? And he's finishing a book with an image of a great-grandfather teaching his children Torah, as it were. Mm-hmm. He finishes this book about the story of the people that Rashi as is assent of saying, you want to know what this means? It meant, it meant that, that the great-grandchildren were learning the Torah and the story of, of Yosef. And perhaps that is what is going to make the prophecy of the Israelites coming out as a people even worthwhile. That's how you stay
1: alive in a coffin.
0: Yes. Uh, All right, so the hands that are up are the last of the hands that are up. So it'll be be Rosemary, Barry, and Matt, and then we're ending.
8: Um, I feel the three last uh, um, commentaries of Rashi is um, wrapping up the chapter. And he's uh, started with um, showing uh, the teaching, like, brothers should be fine together. Then he teaches you forgive them, you live with them. And then, as he's living in a period in France when Templars come back from Jerusalem, anti-Semitism starts. He brings the candles mm. and he says, even and he maybe predicts even 45 even nowadays. He says even if everybody wants to blow it, they can't because Joseph has the children on his uh, laps. Oh, the, you're talking about the image from last work. week of the 11 yeah, candles and on the and one. i taking all the three uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. images of 1921, 23 that he's giving the future, predicting, he's like a prophet saying, everything will be fine, even if they want to kill us, even if they right. want to do anything.
0: Bury the that.
7: So I want to answer your question, how do we wrap this rearing in the imagery, how we're ending in Mitzrayim, in the coffin? And, and so um, it, we have the, the, the story ending where, where God is with the people in this coffin of, of Egypt, and rearing in the birthing process, in, in the seed is gonna be maturing during these next difficult years for the birth of going up to eat. Uh, it, mm. So that, that's the, the ending, of rearing,
0: that's what rearing has to do here. Great. Matt, last comment.
2: I guess, I, well, I want to remember that earlier <clears throat> in the class we were talking about knees and blessing. Um, it, it would be nice to think of this, that he was born, that, that this grand, great grandchild was was born amidst the blessing of Yosef.
0: Great, right, right. Your K-Yosef, the the brachot of Yosef. Very quick.
8: It's the responsibility of each of us to transmit the story to the next generation. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it ends with that happening. Right, right? you're about, Mm. we know, and Rashi knows that we know, they're all about to go into slavery. Mm -hmm. And they're all about to go into slavery together teaching this story. Which is the only way it has a possibility of emerging. Please rise. Hadranalach <laughs> Sefer Breshid Va Hadrach Alan. Datanalach Sefer Breshid Va Datach Alan. Lo Nitnisha Minach Sefer Breshid Va Titnisha Minan. Laba Alma Hadain Va Laba Alma Daate. Uh, we revere you and we'll return to you the book of Genesis and Rashi's commentary. No, no, that's only for Talmud. Thank you, God, for making us students of Torah and not those who waste their time watching like movies and stuff. Ano mashkim me behemeshkim. Ano mashmil ribe torah Behemashkim the dream killing. They run and we run. Anu know I'm that. I know I'm elim behemalim. I skar. behem Amelim the Inam kabin skar. Anu know we run behem ratsem. Ana ratsem la khela mababa. Thehem ratsem er shahat. Ewet som fenakha nailo heh andailo just as you helped us, God, to finish this book. Please help us to begin and complete other books. Shalom, tamush to a ad olam Vyikayim bi beat Halecha tanche otach Veshokbacha tishmora alecha Vahakitzota hi tishichecha K'iviyu boyamecha v'yosifu lecha shenot chayim Orachimim b'yemina b'smola Oshir v'chavod and limoitein anayiv ha-rech Adamo v'shalom Yitkadal v'yitkadash shamer haba Amin V'alma dehu atid l'itkadata U'la chaya mataya U'la karta l'chaya Rushlaim U'la mibnei karta Ula Mekar Ula Dishmea, Amen. Please be seated, open up Shemot. You cannot do a siyum without starting the next book. Did
3: I read it? It's my buttmans book. Yes. Oh. And <laughs> folks,
0: <laughs> folks, friends, students, yes. we will not have had time for your divret Torah, but we're going to make time for that next week So I we want to hear them. But if it's not utterly obvious already, what we are doing is the scene that Rashi plays out at the end of the book of Breshik, right? Like sitting intimately, our knees locked together, and telling the story, teaching the story, so that our own experience in Exodus and Diaspora has a chance of maintaining peoplehood. This actually is what Rashi, I think, fantasized Yosef doing with his great-grandchildren. Yeah. Chapter 1, verse 1 of mm-hmm. Shemot, <laughs>
3: Hey, wait, wait, wait. Just one, one verse. That's all you need. Just one verse. <laughs> and these are the names of the children of Israel that came. From, that wait. Baim uh, Mitsrayma that came to Egypt.
0: Right. Pause. What tense is the word Baim? The
3: coming. Right.
0: It's interesting. Right.
3: That are coming to Egypt. Right.
0: What's eight, What does eight probably mean here in this verse? Probably means with, right? Yeah. Right. It, it can mean direct object, but here it probably means with.
3: With Yaakov, I would say every man and his household came. Good. Come. That right.
0: So, we'll we'll linger on this f- plenty of time next week. But it's a very strange verse, uh, unless we read the verse as a like a. Uh, we we all we already know all this information, and we actually know the information that's about to come too. So Rashi's first comment on on the on the Book of Shemot, which we will read next week, not this week, leans into what a strange way it is to open a new book of Torah, <coughs> particularly given the fact that there's no new information here, and there will be no. You can look quickly. There'll be no new information um, until we get to uh, maybe verse six or seven, right? In fact, there's no almost no information that's new until we get to. They became plenty, and Yosef enslaved them. I, Sue? Well, except, that,
3: except yeah. that we ended with two
0: quotes. and now we're going to quote
3: them. These are very many. It was him and him
0: and him. Okay, so baruch Shakivant, right? Blessed to be the one who intended properly, because Rashi offers a version of that. Huh? Raf, Rashi offers a version of that, which we will get to next week. Um... <laughs> I don't know, simon tov Mazoto, mazotov, mitzvah yeah. gedola, Torah Tashem um, let's consider this, let's eat.
3: eat, and did anybody
0: have anything like, like, like short and pithy that they wanted to share or say or do?
8: I just wanted to say I meet uh, uh, um, at four o'clock in the morning, the crepe, French crepe. That's what Rashi uh, used to eat.
4: Ah, Rashi would finish his class with crepes. <laughs> I also to share Pindy and somewhat ahead of Purim. It's got a Purim spiel vibe to it. But yeah? I thought this year would be no more appropriate venue to share. My son did a comic. That created that that create, it create it has the entire story of creation. It's a bit irreverent. It starts with the words "Yo, angel, dude." <laughs> yeah. but I I, mean, I I brought some experts to wow. share, some excerpts to share. Uh-huh.
0: And, uh, Wonderful.
1: <laughs> just enjoy
0: are they all the same that you're passing around yeah yeah they're okay. all the same yeah
4: that's for is he? No. he's 11 yeah. he did this when he was in 4th grade and I've been waiting for years like when can I when can I show this wow yeah. it's pretty fun
0: so, <laughs> so let's eat and be merry and mazel tov and yesher koach in class next week at 8.30 and go team <laughs>
1: Did did Moses make the book breaks
0: or did I <laughs> will do that later? Yeah. By Renee, <laughs> um, the
1: book breaks between Sheet and Schmote. Right. Because mm-hmm. Hazal made the partial breaks. Right. right? Was, yeah. did, did, could, this well, could have been arbitrary.
0: Right. Chazal's um, answer to that question is Halachah laMoshih so it's, it's mosaic. Okay. That's also Chazal's way of saying we have no idea how this came to be. Like we don't we don't know that we don't know the provenance of this. Right. In the same way that. Um, So that the the chapters are Christian and much later. no, I think the Chazal think the partial breaks are also, like the part, you mean the Ptuchas and the Stumas, like where the Torah is open and closed? Mm-hmm. The Chazal's answer to that is also Halakha Mottamosh okay. Messina, right? That it, it was it's, it's part of Revelation. We don't, we, we have no other way of understanding how it came to our hands looking like this.
1: Because it easily could have started a new king, Rose over it. Yeah. You know, right. We're gonna That would have made much more sense absolutely. for this book break. Mm-hmm. And, this, right.
0: and, and remember that Rashi's first commentary on the Torah is actually the Question:
1: Why
0: does the Torah begin here? It could have been with the first of months. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yes, you could absolutely make the argument that great sheet should have gone to. They right. book. Yeah. So we'll discuss that why Shmot begins there or not there.
1: You have to live to 120. Yeah. <laughs> you have no choice. Uh, <laughs> so you can finish oh, the tower. <laughs> that would probably give me enough years. <laughs>
4: got to make sure you get this one for the road. Oh, man. Sal, you probably want to option this. I'll say you good agent.
1: <laughs> Look at that. It's cool looking. The, the
4: creation story involves God going to Anawalt to buy the supplies to put... <laughs> <laughs> son and I love it. son—he's eleven. He did this is what he was like wow. for years. I've been like, I gotta share this with people, but where? So well, well well-placed fig leaves. Yeah, oh, good job. Uh, <laughs> when the story turns to autumn and Kyan at the end, it gets a bit dramatic. Was this um, for an assignment or just? No, he just did this himself. He just—he was learning it in school and he just. You
7: know. No, Rick, you got competition. Hey, yo. He yes.
4: <laughs> if you watch Saturday Night Live now, there's there's that character Chad, and God in here is somewhat of a Chad-like figure. Who it's it's just this weird amalgamation of, of How old inspirations. Is he? He's 11 now. He did this when he was nine.
9: I love it. Let's go ahead
3: goodness.
4: did it himself. We did not spur him on. No. Does he still look at it? Like, does he remember it?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I try to encourage him to do more, but he you know, finds other things to get encouraged by. That's awesome. Barry, is Barry still here? You've been good, Sal? Everybody's well. Thank God. Thank God, you know. what, a, what a joy that we all got to do this together. Yeah, that's cool. It should just look like really right. <laughs> Just start making it. <laughs> start shooting. Yeah, yeah. That's the Persian
0: thing. This is, yeah, this is it, yeah. There Santa Walt trip. I think it's on the next bed. That's good. That's really good. You're meeting without the food? Talent very much. Andrew, can I keep this and read it slower later? Thank you.
1: That's for the I'm coming. I just forgot to turn off the recording. I'll get you the audio.